All right, we're back, folks, with another episode of the Red and White Podcast. We're here after the Clemson game. Uh, I don't really, not really sure what to think about that game. Uh, I'm happy we scored a lot. Uh, you know, I wanted to win, obviously, and I think they played hard. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's a good game. I mean, it's tough saying that about a loss, but uh, when you look at the level that Clemson's at, uh, I mean, we hung with them. That there was a chance with five minutes to go. I'm like, oh well, if this goes right, and then this goes right, we're back in the game. It was never completely out of hand, even though we were down double digits. Yeah, we got down twenty at one point, and I got a little concerned. But you know, the team played pretty well. They didn't give up, which could easily have happened. I think the frustrating part for me was the last, the end of the second quarter. I think we had third and four from. 20 or whatever it was and threw a screen pass and lost eight yards missed a field goal Clemson scores in two plays before the half you're like that's a 10 point swing there that was just combination of a terrible play call and just a horrible field goal kick and you know that I mean I think that goes the other way that changes the momentum in the second half now I think Clemson's really good we don't really have the horses they do but you know, we were running with them up until that point, and that gave them a huge that gave them a huge momentum shift. I think you can't stress how detrimental that missed kick was. I don't know what's up with him, man. I mean, make some field goals. <laughs> Coach says he's making them in practice, so it's got to be mental. But still, I mean, uh, it, I think it's honestly going to take a big game situation for one of them to connect to yeah. unbreak him, right? There's just this huge mental block that he he sees them all missing beforehand, and it's going to take one like that one to go in to really, I think, change it. And if not, we're in trouble. <laughs> I you know I think Doran pointed out in his press conference when he said, "Hey, it's not like we can go out in the waiver wire and pick up a kicker." So <laughs> he knows it's a problem, but it just you know it's it sucks if Bambard's our best kicker on our roster. You know, I don't think that says a whole lot for Jackson Maples, but. You know, maybe he's he's got to stick with him, right? Because he's a freshman. They don't want to completely make him go mental in his freshman year because things happen, and he could obviously turn it around. But it's it's a struggle right now. They they have to go for it at this point. Anytime inside the you know outside the thirty or twenty five or whatever it is. Is it a thing where he actually needs to start looking for a kicker for next year, or do you just have to wait and see what happens? That's tough. Uh, I think they're. If I'm if I'm him, I'm definitely considering it, but I'm not saying you know I don't see it in practice, so I'm not sure if he just needs a sports psychologist like a Rod, or he just <laughs> you know, or he just sucks, right? I don't I don't know I know way to say it. Yeah, I don't think he sucks. It's just he's beating himself is all it is, and that's the probably the one position where you can mentally screw yourself over the most. Yeah, I I think that's it. I think it's just like. A golfer missing a short putt, you know, if you're you think I'm going to miss this every time, then you're going to miss it every time, right? There's nothing you can do about it. There's, you know, you got to just keep kicking through it and get see if you can get that confidence back. And I think you're right. I think it's going to take one big kick for him to get a little bit of confidence, like, hey, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. And see, that's the problem. When do you give him that chance? The game, you have to know you can win the game, and not you know, say, oh, well, we have to go for this because we have to have points and we're not sure we'll get him if he kicks. But 
then do you take the chance? Well, we need the points, but we got to fix him, you know? Right. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I think you just got to, I think they'll reevaluate after this year. If it gets too bad, you might see Jackson Maples in for a kick, but I, you know, I just don't. I don't think Dorn's going to do that to Bambard right now. Uh, you can't look at one and say, "Well, we nece- we lost the game because of that." Necessarily, right. I agree. But it's getting close to that. Yeah, at some point, it's going to happen. He's yeah. going to have. To, he's going to get in that situation where he's got to make a kick, and we're going to win. Yeah, you know, so. maybe we've been swole from having Sadie, you know, for these last four years. We were spoiled, but there's it's not being spoiled to expect a serviceable kicker. Right, I agree. So Yeah. Anyway, that's depressing. Uh the offense showed up in general though. Yeah, I was I was happy with that. They put up forty one. No other teams put up more than twenty four, I think it was, or thirty four um against them. I think it was Georgia Tech and maybe Notre Dame had done it as well. But I, you know, I was happy with it for the most part. It was especially second half when you know days went down. Um, we'll probably talk about that in a minute. But they the second half they they did what we've been saying all year is they got more vertical instead of throwing these horizontal runs and passes and whatever. They were throwing it down the field and they were throwing it in, into covers. They got Greenwich involved, which is probably one of the the most important things. The guy's a freak. He had a sick one-handed catch. He tapped it and saved it to himself. Uh, I, I think he had 70-some yards. What does that stat say? Yeah, 82 yards on yeah. seven catches and a touchdown. I mean, the guy is going to play on Sundays. We've got to get him the ball. I don't. I still, you know, we were talking about this at the game. Is it an offensive line problem? Like, you know, I'm not sure. There's, there's something there, and I just don't know what it is. Yeah, we've been talking about it all year, and I, yeah. I really tried to look for it. And... All right. There were times where you say, well, the quarterback should have made a better throw, but then you look at the pocket completely collapsing around him. Right. And it goes back to, is he as good as he, or is he has the reputation, you know? And I think he is, but it also goes back to how many games has he started? Right. And it takes time to learn how to deal with that pressure. And a lot of guys never do because they shouldn't have to expect to get hit every few seconds. But um, I think it goes to you know two things. So one, what Nate Evering said a few episodes ago, he said you got to trust your teammates, right? So if he doesn't trust the offensive line, then that's an issue. And then also what James or Clemson fan said last week, and you know after the game he had emailed us, he's like, you know, Jacoby's a beast, but he just needs some help. So. There's there's something there, you know. He maybe he doesn't trust his his um, linemen enough, right? Maybe they're not good enough. Maybe he doesn't want to get hit, and he's thinking about that instead of thinking about looking down the field. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's something there, and but I'm I'm glad to see it. Kind of they changed the offense. They adapted it in the second half, and you know part of that was losing days, uh, but it was still a good a good showing, I think, from from our offense. So, passing game was better in the second half, but is that... I mean, you can't say that it's better that Days was out to get that going. I'd rather have Days in. I mean, 72 yards in the first half. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think we need him. He's he's crucial. But it kind of forced Matt Canada's hand not having him. You don't have... 
that quick back to run those uh, zone uh, zone reruns. You know, they they tried to do Samuels, and he was serviceable. He actually he did break a long run too. It was the same. It was the same play that uh, Days broke. I think it was the first quarter, first drive actually. But uh, six you know, carries, sixty-five him. yards. I mean, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, even at the bulk of it. Yeah. Well, no, no. Okay, let's break that down. Here's where stats can be misleading. He had six carries for sixty-five yards, but his longest carry was sixty-six yards. Right. So all the other ones were negative. Yeah, he he had a few negative runs, and you know they put him in a few bad spots there because you know, he's just not the same back that Days is. From you know, Days is a true running back. Samuels is kind of a do-everything kind of guy. Tight end hybrid type of player. Yeah, I think he can play running back, but he's just not used to it. He's never played it before. He didn't play it in high school. He didn't play it up until two games ago, I think. So just but so not having days forced their hand a little bit, forced them to throw it a little more, which is a good thing. Maybe now that helps them realize, hey, we can throw this a little more. Because if you throw it a little more downfield, days is going to do even better, I think. I think he's going to get he's going to catch a lot of balls, but he's also going to have bigger holes to work with because now they're just crowding the box waiting for us to throw it. Have you heard anything injury-wise about him? They said it was his toe. That was the only update. He's still in the depth chart for this week, so I'm not sure what it is. Hopefully it was the same as Jalen Samuels where he'll be back, just take a few days of rest, and he'll be back for Boston College. Right. He he did have 72 yards, though, so I think now his average needs to like 28 or 32 yards for the last few games to get 1,000, so I'm still banking on that one. <laughs> um, then on top of that, on top of a good rushing day, even losing, you know, RB1 first half, uh, special teams, that kick return by Naheem Hines, I mean, that was a tone setter for the rest of the first half. That turned it into the shootout, I think. I, I think so, too. He He's starting to get that vision that you need. That that was right, that play happened right in front of us. He ran right into, yeah. into the defense or into the line, right? He saw that hole to the left, and he bounced it, bounced it to the left, and he was gone. Nobody was, and he showed the speed that everybody talked about. Nobody even got close to him. He was gone. It was unbelievable. And I think he's going to start to see that those holes open up a little more. I think there was a couple other times when he had a similar type hole, maybe didn't see it or didn't get the chance to bounce into it. But you know, the future is bright for that kid, man. Especially on kick returns, he is going to be a beast. He is fast and he's shifty. And he's, just, he's hard to bring down for a little guy. And that's something, okay, Clemson was a loss, but seeing that developing as a weapon, especially against teams like that, you're not supposed to get special teams touchdowns. That's just a bonus, you know? Right. So having something like that, and like you said, he's just going to get better. So that's a weapon we're going to have for years now, and you can't, we can't appreciate that enough, really. It's going to, it'll win some games. Oh, you're absolutely right. You you saw it at the end of the even in the second half, Clemson just kept kicking it short. They didn't want to kick to him. Yeah, they were kicking to the up man. We adjusted at one point and um, they handed it off to Braylon Cherry and he almost broke one. <laughs> so you know our special teams is looking pretty good yeah. from a return, side, yeah. <laughs> from return side. Return <laughs> side. And uh, you know, speaking of special teams, Cole um, AJ Cole was just bombing punts. Oh, yeah, he had a hell of a game. He had beautiful spirals. I think he averaged over 52 yards a punt. Wow. I mean, he was just crushing it. He had a – I mean, I was stoked about that. You know, To be excited about a punter, he was just killing it. I, I thought that was awesome. 
And we got four more years, three more years of him. So that's even better. Yeah, and that'll show up more in defensive games, right? Which we'll get into in the second part of the episode. But uh, punting is huge. People don't think about it, but field position is a lot of games and wins a lot of games. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're talking about defense, you know, are we gave up 56 to Clemson? Are they are they that good? Or uh, where, where's the issue on that side of the ball? Because that you know, I didn't think. I didn't think Clemson was going to be able to run it like they did. Gallman had 172 yards. You know, our defensive line, I think, is better than that. And what I had told uh, James after the game was that I, I think our linebackers didn't help him out at all. You know, and that maybe that's part of the youth, part of the – I think Nicholson actually got the start there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what that was about. That was, a, that, that was a struggle. I mean, they might be that good. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think it's a mix of both. They're they're good, like you said. Gallman, I think was his name, or Gallman. Uh, yeah, Gallman. Hell, hell of a game. But then when you put that on top of a quarterback that throws for almost four hundred, that's, I mean, that's the recipe for disaster for a young defense, one that hasn't shown they can really stop the big plays. Yeah. That end of the first half, uh, you know, I harp on the missed field goal and that took momentum away and took the crowd out of it, but that touchdown in two throws, just the same play, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I mean, that that buried it. It was done. And going into half there, you, uh, I was confident until right before the kick, and then it was kind of gone. And I think their offense is that good. Uh, I- I think Watson is that good. I, you know, I hadn't been sold on him. He just he makes it look so easy. He really does. It's I I don't know. I'm a believer. He you made the throws. He was running. He was just under control. I mean, it was it was impressive. Yeah, and it's not just it's all the weapons around him. Yeah, their whole offense is fantastic, and I just don't think that's something that we're ready to stop yet. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think we'll get there. I just don't. You know, with, I'm with you. I, I don't think we're there yet. They they have a lot of horses. I, I don't want to say Clemson's the best team in the country, but you can make a case for them. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people think the uh, they'll end up being number one in the playoff. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I'd like to see a Clemson and a Baylor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And Clemson Baylor would be crazy. Better. Yeah. That's yeah. all Big Twelve football. <laughs> I leaned down to you during the game this week, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is like the Big 12." Yeah. So uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing, but uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was nice to hang with them. So it was it it shows to me it shows progress, right? If you can put 41 on arguably one of the best teams in the country, and especially when our offense has been inconsistent. I think that's. I think it's a good thing. You know, is it? There's such a thing as a good loss. I, I don't know. I feel better about this one than I do Virginia Tech and Louisville. Although it makes me piss pisses me off. Be like, why can't we do this against Virginia Tech and Louisville? Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily a good loss, but I think there are games you lose where you still grow some or figure something else about your team, and I think yeah. this is one of them. And the offense is starting to click, I think. We'll find out this week. But the defense has got some work to do. Yeah. 
I'll give it up. I, I dog Justin Burris all year. He played pretty well for the most part, especially in the first half. He was right up on a couple of guys. He was he made some nice, you know, open field tackles, and I I was kind of impressed. I, I early in the year he I thought he looked bad, and I thought he was bad last year. But the last few games he's played pretty well. It's, maybe it's a confidence thing or whatever. But you know, I was I was I was impressed, and even even Tocho who got hurt on that touchdown play. He had pretty good coverage. It was a really nice catch. Oh yeah, it was perfect. On yeah, the throw and the catch. You know. Yeah, he he was there. He was not like he got beat. Uh, he maybe he didn't turn for the ball in time, but for the most part, he I thought he was covering him pretty well. And you know, the guy just made a better play. So there's not much you can do there. So I I got to give credit to where we've been. I've been dogging him all year. The secondary, but they, you know, considering they gave up 400 yards passing, I thought they played better than they had, which is a weird statement. Yeah. It's just the caliber that they were playing against was too much. So Yeah, and it was just the big plays. I think if you they didn't have too many sustained drives where they were passing. Most of it was Gallman running, but then they had they had big plays in the passing game. So Yeah, looking down the receiver list for Clemson, uh a reception of 57, 42, 31, 40, 36, 35. So it was big chunks, which yeah. I've, I don't know. I got a bigger problem with than I I don't know. I was upset with secondary play. but So so Justin Burris was gar, uh, covering Artavius Scott. He had seven for 64, but he's only the, the only uh, Clemson wide receiver who didn't have a touchdown. So that's what I mean when I'm saying <laughs> Yeah, you know, they got toasted because they gave up a lot of yards, but he played pretty well because he didn't give up a touchdown to their best receiver. So yeah. there's that. They had six, good Lord, six guys catch touchdowns? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And all of those uh, long receptions that I named were six different players. Yeah. That's how good their receiving core is. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. They're good. We're going to see them in January, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe not us, but we'll watch them on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we might be out of the playoff now. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if we can pull back into it, but yeah. So, so is <clears throat> Duke. <clears throat> Excuse me, Duke. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Uh, well, I, on that note, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk uh, a little bit of BC. one thing state fans do well, it's tailgate. And I know for me, the most important part of a tailgate is a well-packed cooler. You have to ask yourself two questions. How clean is your cooler, and how cold are your drinks? Nobody wants to reach into a dirty cooler and grab a warm beer. Now, I've put rock salt in my coolers for years to try and chill beverages a little bit quicker, but a lot of times I'll either use too little or too much, and I'll have a can filled with slush. I'm also guilty of being a little bit lazy when it comes to cleaning the cooler after I'm finished with it. Then I found Frostbite Cooler Salt. This isn't just salt, it's salt combined with safe and organic ingredients that clean your cooler while it's getting your beer super cold. The really cool part is that it doesn't just clean your cooler, but it cleans everything that goes into it. So when you pull that beer out, it's not just going to be super cold, but the can itself is actually going to be germ-free. And it comes conveniently packaged with the perfect amount to sprinkle over 20 pounds of ice. You can find it in a growing number of stores in the Raleigh area, as well as online if you're outside the Triangle. So check out CoolerSalt.com, that's C-O-O-L-E-R Salt.com, 
to find the closest location to you and see how you can have a clean and cold cooler every time. Frostbite Cooler Salt. Colder, faster, cleaner. All right, we're back. Let's talk a little BC. And I mean a little BC because they're not very good. I don't know. Howard, man, that Howard game was... They put 76 on Howard, right. (laughs) I think Howard was playing with a one-legged running back, so... (laughs) I don't know what to think about BC. This is a game we have to win. We're clearly better than them. They have scored... I'm going to rile some of these off. Zero points... 17 points, 7 points, 3 points, 17 points, 17 points in their last five games. That's not good. No, it's <laughs> That's not. That's not good at all. I, I think they're starting a walk-on quarterback, maybe. I don't know if it's still Flutie's kid or not. But, you know, we've got to go up to BC. It's a 12-30 game. There's going to be six people in the stands. We've got to play. We've got to play well. We've got to win this one. And this is the kind of crap that, shows up for us when going against a BC team that their offense is horrible, but their defense is very good. And we go into it without arguably our best offensive lineman because of a DUI. Ah, freaking Will Richardson. Take Uber, man. There's yeah. a, I mean, there's a thousand ways you can get from one place to the other after having drinks, especially if you're underage. Yeah. I mean, freaking walk. I I don't care. There's no excuse for it. No. Especially on Halloween, because that's the night you're going to get away with it. Right. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but you know the cops are going to be everywhere, especially around college. Yeah. Like, just, dude, just... Be smart. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's so frustrating. At least Ohio State has set the standard there. So I'll be curious to see if Richardson gets more than one game. You know, JT Barrett, he only got one game suspension for his DUI. So. Yeah, but I don't think Doran looks favorably on Dewey's. Was I don't it, think uh, anybody should look favorably. Well, on I mean, I think he takes a harder stance. Was it uh, Logan Winkles? I don't remember what happened to him. Is it pretty sure it was a DUI? Yeah, and that was about the end of that. So I'm not sure. I don't think we're going to see a Ohio State or chapel hill type thing where players do something and get back in after one or two games i think he might be done for the year if not for longer than that and that hurts that freaking sucks so i i did see what ohio state did was they suspended him for one game but then they said he's got to pay his own way for one term so one semester yeah summer term (laughs) yeah right i mean okay he was probably going to take two classes so yeah whatever uh, it's frustrating, though, because we don't have the depth. You know, Ohio State puts in another Heisman contender. Yeah. We're putting in, you know, another freshman who's backed up by a walk-on. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. And you it's know. not like a – it's a lot easier to replace uh, one of the skill positions. But right. line is more about continuity and being comfortable with those around you. And that hurts. So Especially against a good defense. BC, yeah, that's... You know, I'll dog them, but they have really good defense. They've played pretty well for the most part. Yeah, it's going to be – you know, Clemson has a good defense, but it's a completely type or different type of right. defense. And it's going to be low scoring, hit you in the mouth type football. And I'm really worried about that line now. Yeah, I I am too. Uh, it's just, 
I don't know. I think um, James brought up a good point in his post game email to us. Said this, you know, you need to show some consistency. You know, the Clemson game they played really well, but you don't always have those home games against big name opponents. You got to show this against Louisville, Virginia Tech, and then this week Boston College, right? You've got to show up. We've got to be able. We've got to play with that same intensity, that same level of of want to. Yeah, and that's what that's what I want to see out of the out of the game. I want to see us go out there and play like it's Clemson, right? Or play, play like it's a big game because it is a big game. We need another win. It just it's I look at it as a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Like you said, BC twelve thirty, six people in the stands, linemen gone. You don't know what your starting running back is going to be like injury wise. They generally they don't get blown out. They lost to Clemson thirty four to seventeen at Clemson. Right. They only lost by two scores to Florida State at home. So right. Florida State goes up there and has a somewhat tough game. I think we should expect the same thing and we don't have the offensive weapons that Florida State has necessarily. Yeah. I, I agree with it. So that, I mean there's a concern there. It's a place where we haven't played well. I don't think we've won there since 1936. Yeah, I thought it was in the 30s, something like that. That's a, that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, granted, it's been the Big East, and we haven't really played them that often, but still, we got to go up there and win because we are better than them. We have better athletes than them. And I, what I want to see from a program standpoint is I want to see that consistency. I want to see us playing like that every week. And, you know, we we got to get there, I think. I think it's... I think this game was uh, mentally like the Wake Forest game. Yes, it's not very. They're not a great team. You don't necessarily. You, you don't have. You don't have good history there. But go out and do your job, and they've done that two weeks in a row. Came up with a win and a loss, but I think that's the trend that they seem to be on. If it keeps up this week, I think the rest of the year is going to be all right. Yeah, I agree. I, that's what I want to see. I'm not. I'm not making a prediction this week. I don't want to have any bad mojo on this game. <laughs> I just want to see some consistency. I want to see us come out there and play well. That's what I'm going for. That's my prediction. Play well. Play well. That is the prediction, or that's yeah. your hope. Yeah, it's my hope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I think we win, but I couldn't tell you a score. Yeah. That the problem. I, I talked about recipe for disaster, and you look at this game, and you could see it be in a game that's won by a field goal. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so that's really scary. But he hits one in this, and I think he's fixed. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I think it's a win, though. All right, I hope you're right. Yeah, because Florida State next week, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, not really. Uh pretty happy after a loss so it's a good week i guess yeah I, I, like we said that ship's slowly turning around it's just gonna take a while to yeah. do that you come back but yeah let's keep it going all right well we'll talk to y'all next week all right thanks go back go back go back